What is going on? I want to welcome you from Half Court on a beautiful August morning, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. I am Sean Murphy, and I am joined, as always, by my rock, my Marquette Dirk Nowitzki, my guy, Troy Sergi. Troy, it's good to see you, man. How you doing? Doing good, Sean. Great to be back. Oh, dude, always. You know, it's it's always a, it's a milestone each and every week when I get to sit down with you and talk basketball. And um, Troy, I'm fired up this week. Um, a lot to be fired up about. Twitter's going crazy, hey? Um, the internet is a swarm of terrible opinions. Um, no good basketball takes. I have been, I have seen some heresy on a level that I can't truly comprehend. Um, <laughs> and we're going to get into that. Don't worry. We're most certainly going to get into it. Um, but I think we just got to, we got to calm down first because I am going to probably talk at a level that will be a little uncomfortable for audio listeners. But anyway, this is from F court reach in every week, myself and Troy talk about the talk about the NBA, all things basketball. If you like that, be sure to share with your friends, comment, like all that stuff. We're on all podcast services that you can uh, possibly have your heart's desire. Uh, you can follow Troy on Twitter at Troy 44. You can follow me on Twitter at Shawnee West two five five and Troy I normally we do a little bit more of a rigmarole but there's a lot that's going on and I think mm-hmm. it's uh I think it's uh best that we just get to it so um the first thing the probably the biggest news um in the world of basketball the past week obviously there was this little event um where uh where people send uh athletes uh to a country um called the Olympics um, they've been going on for a couple of years. You heard of it? I've heard of the um, Olympics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if it'll ever catch on, but, um, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. So, um, obviously Tokyo Olympics happened, um, delayed because of the pandemic, but, um, the men's and women's basketball teams, both, um, won gold medals, um, you know, as they should, um, to be honest, as, mm-hmm. as is the expectation, um, first, before we talk about the men's, because I mean, that's kind of like our main area of expertise, um, shout out to the women's team, man. They, um, this was their seventh gold medal in a row. Um, Sue bird and, uh, Diana Taurasi are yeah, now Taurasi the first, yep. the, they are now the first basketball players to ever win five gold medals which means that they have been playing in the Olympics for 20 years <laughs> and have won a gold medal every time, um, which as far as a legacy thing go goes is actually insane. Um, so who's Michael Phelps, right? <laughs> well, he, well, yeah. Well, and like, you know, the thing is, is like, obviously like there's, there's certain Olympians that they win, a, they win five medals an Olympiad they win it like five medals per but like when you're a basketball player and you only have the one medal you're competing for and that you can compete for to win five and to be a part of five different golden medal Olympic teams um is absolutely insane so um shout out to Diana Taurasi Sue Bird um probably the two goats of U.S. basketball like in general um but the GOAT of USA men's basketball um, has been cemented as my guy, Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. um, 
because uh, listen, man, I think there's always been like this fear, like each time, like the Olympics comes around, we try to build like a little bit of a suspense that we're not going to win because it's like, Oh, I don't know. We lost an exhibition game to Columbia. I don't know guys or, Oh man, we lost to France in our first game in pool play. Like, obviously there was a lot to be concerned about in that sense of, okay, this obviously isn't our best Olympic team that we've ever had, but guess what this Olympic team had, Troy? It had Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum. Tatum played great too. Can't mm-hmm. forget the youngster. Mm-hmm. Um, so were you able to catch any of the, any of the games? What was, uh, what, what's your kind of takeaway from this team? What, uh, you know, what's on your mind? Yeah, so I, I just caught two games. I caught the first game against France, not the past game, but the first game where they lost. And then I caught uh-huh. the game against Iran where they won. Um, yeah, I mean, Kevin Durant balled out. I think he might have had a little little tiny chip on his shoulder from uh, losing in the Eastern Conference semifinals against Milwaukee. I think that was definitely something that I saw in his eyes of uh, if you watch that press conference after that uh, game seven loss to Milwaukee, I mean, the dude was literally heartbroken. And uh, right, right. So, so I think he a lot, used a lot of energy uh, in the Olympics, which was fun. But also, like I said, Jason Tatum uh, just balled out. I mean, he's kind of a – I don't want to say poor's man because that sounds bad, but he, he is a little – a JV Kevin Durant, I think, a lot of, in his size and his ball handling skills and the way he can score the ball. So I, Jason Tatum really impressed me a lot too. And just like we saw in the NBA Finals, Drew Holiday – uh, excellent defender, excellent defender, mm-hmm. really probably our best on ball defender. I thought we had in, in the Olympics. So a um, lot to, lot to be proud for as an American and as a basketball fan, I think so. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think, uh, you know, um, I, I think as we've talked about before, um, whether it was on podcast or just you and I just chatting, I'm not sure, but I mean, the rest of the world's catching up. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, he, like, like, don't get me wrong. The the rest of the world is catching up. France has a has a great program over there. I mean, them winning a silver medal is awesome. Um, Spain has always been a difficult competition for us in international play. Um, but then you know you have teams. Uh, you know you have guys like like uh, Luka Doncic carrying uh-huh. um, <laughs> carrying his country all the way to fourth when they had never even been in the Olympics before. Um, right. It's crazy absolutely crazy Luka yeah. Doncic put on a performance of a lifetime um, he did. bringing yeah bringing Slovenia all the way there um so um I think I think Luka's going to carry him to a medal next time whether that's bronze silver I don't know um yeah. they're going to be a they're going to they're going to medal next Olympics I feel confident about think that. about a Luka Doncic in 2024 Sean that's Scary. terrifying terrifying (laughs) absolutely terrifying the guy already is as dominant as he is he's 23 years old yeah he's he's younger than i am has more (laughs) accomplishments in his pinky than i'll ever have in my entire life like you know like um yeah so just the amount of of talent that we see um and also just the um, the other thing too, like, oh, well, these guys aren't going to play defense. They're not going to lock down when it matters. Do they listen to coach pop all this stuff? Like, you know, there was a lot of, there was a lot of overreacting, which is going to be a common theme in this podcast. This right? <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. Um, a lot of overreacting and listen, man, at the end of the day, um, I have a very hard time 
um, in almost any situation, believing that Kevin Durant is going to lose if they're if you're facing him. I just yeah. do. I, I agree. So, Sean. Um, nine times out of ten, if he, Kevin Durant is playing someone, I'm gonna pick Kevin Durant to win. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, sure enough, um, Kevin Durant was the best player at this World's Olympics. Um, in my opinion, Kevin Durant is the best player in the world. And uh, turns out that helped the United States win a gold. And so, um, you know, congratulations to the United States basketball team. Um, I really loved seeing Draymond Green call out Kendrick Perkins with Kevin Durant on that Instagram live video. That was hilarious. I guess I didn't catch that. Oh, they were like, uh, uh, they were like walking and Kevin Durant's like, I want to talk about crap real quick. And it was him and Draymond. They were walking, uh, going upstairs, like uh, leaving the locker room and stuff. They're like, had a lot of people talking crap, a lot of people. And Draymond Green, like, right off the bat goes, Kendrick Perkins, you were talking all your smack <laughs> and mm. like literally pointing out everything they were saying, you know, like, you know, cause obviously um, uh, Kevin Durant and uh draymond green care a little too much about what other people think but anyway that's a whole other discussion i am not i am not a psychologist i don't want to get into that but um it was absolutely hilarious if you haven't checked it yeah checked it out it is really funny go on twitter just look that stuff up it is brilliant i'm sure it's Um, on youtube by now though if it's that funny oh it's it is on it's got to be on youtube 100 but uh yeah absolutely absolutely gold so um yeah man uh united states basketball um, even though the world is catching up, it is still the standard bearer. It is still, um, it is still the greatest basketball program in the world. And I don't see that changing anytime soon, even with the rest of the world catching up. Mm-hmm. So, um, I wonder, I do wonder if this Olympics would have been different if, uh, we had like the likes of Giannis participating. Sure. Yeah. I was um, just going to say that definitely missed mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. So if the Ante the Kumbo brothers play for Greece, um, it's hard to not picture them at least being in the picture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, obviously he had other things going on, but I mean, I, I've obviously like just having three guys like Booker Middleton and, um, and holiday literally leave from competing in the NBA finals, go on a plane together, which had to have been the most uncomfortable awkward. plane ride <laughs> of Very all time. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, but to go together and to go from competing for an NBA championship to competing together to win a gold medal yeah, is pretty cool. So pretty special. Um, Milwaukee yeah, to Tokyo. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, Milwaukee, the Tokyo of the Midwest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say that with a straight face, but anyway. Uh, yeah. So con- congrats to the United States basketball. Obviously I don't think we're going anywhere anytime soon. Um, I think certainly, um, in the future, I think we should probably send a better team over and should probably practice for more than a week and a half before we go, because, um, these international teams literally, um, practice almost every summer and are together for years before going to the Olympics. And that's something that eventually would catch up with us. So, um, so obviously COVID, um, extenuating circumstances, um, I would think that's not going to happen on the team again. Um, obviously, um, uh, Trey young, not being on there was a little bit of a travesty, um, was a little bit of a, uh, was a little bit of a head scratcher in uh, retrospect. Um, yeah. but at the end of the day, I mean, it's hard pressed to not picture him being on the team going forward. And I'm excited to see 
um, how U.S. men's basketball changes. Like, I hope Kevin Durant gets one more gold medal. Um, because I really think that would cement him as the greatest U.S. men's basketball player. Because here's the thing, man. Uh, uh, he was on the team in 2012. He was on the 2016 gold medal team. And now the 2020-2021 team. Um, led, led in scoring all three times. Wow. And, and, he, yeah. and he teamed with Kobe. He teamed LeBron. Like, he was... He was young. He was the young guy on that first team. Led the score. Led the team in scoring. Led the team in scoring back in 2016. Led the team in scoring this time. Is now the all-time scorer in U.S. men's basketball history. Um, I think you can make the case that he is not only the greatest, um, greatest U.S. basketball Olympian. Um, he's the greatest men's Olympian basketball player of all time. So that's a pretty good legacy to put on top of his two championships. Um, so yeah, Kevin Durant, uh, turns out that guy's pretty good at basketball. Pretty good at basketball. And, uh-huh. and another guy I kind of wish I would have saw on this Olympic team was DeAndre Ayton too. I, I, I think he, he had a great NBA season. You, I think you can make a little pitch for him. Just Isn't DeAndre opinion. Ayton from Canada? Oops. Maybe you're right. <laughs> Forget that take. Yeah. Uh, no, he's from the Bahamas. Oh, well, do yeah. they have an Olympic team? I mean, I can't say definitively, but I would imagine that they have international teams that they probably represent in some form. So I would assume so. But uh, yeah. Um, hey, you know what? It would have been cool if he, he could have teamed with us anyway. And that would have yeah, been cool. But that would have been cool. All I had to say was it would have been cool. <laughs> Not from the U.S., oh but would have been cool. I know, I know. But oh, man, that's funny. Yeah, Luca should team with us next time, too. Anyway, um, um, but anyway, yeah, Olympics basketball, um, you know, man, um, it used to be fun back in the day when we would beat teams by like, I would, I would go, man, are we going to win by 60 or are we going to win by 80? That was fun to have back in the day. Um, But now, obviously, that's no longer ever going to be the case, in my opinion. Um, But enough about Olympics basketball, because that was in the past. Let's focus on the now, Troy. And uh Troy, the summer league is back. Oh, yes, it the is. NBA summer league for the Las first Vegas, time. Las Vegas, baby. Las Vegas, Nevada. Vegas, baby, is currently the epicenter of the basketball world. Um, and Troy, I forgot truly how much I both enjoy the summer league because, man, there are some awesome plays that are coming yeah. out of the summer league. Uh, Kai Jones uh, with uh, with Charlotte, that dunk that he had yeah, um, was absolutely awesome. Um, it, it was really cool. Um, you know, we'll just I'm just going to say this and we'll get into it in a minute. It was fun to watch Jalen Green play really well. Where, that's that's where my uh, you see, that's where my reaction comes in that's the level i allow myself to react to because now it's time to get into why i hate the summer league with a passion and it is because what apparently um whatever they do in summer league says how they're going to be in the league apparently that's the case sean that's how that works If, if you don't play well in your first game in the summer league you're a bust trey right. went 420 you in his first summer league game you suck sorry trey 
another we we could make even we could do a, a Mount Rushmore of NBA busts from the summer league. I mean, that might include a guy named Dwayne Wade, another guy named maybe Steph Curry, uh, another ga- another guy that I doubt you've ever heard of named LeBron James. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I could include those guys on on our, our uh, bus summer league uh, teams. But... Yeah, because you know the best player in the league, Troy uh, Lonzo Ball, right? Because right. Um, his first summer league, he won summer league MVP. And Kyle Whoa. Kuzma, Kyle Kuzma, he was really good, right? Yeah. Because of how he did from the summer league, right? Do you remember, do you remember Henry Allenson and Austin Day? Dude, how could I forget Henry Allenson putting up 25 a game in the summer league down in Orlando? He he was the best piston we drafted in the past 20 years, Troy. He really is. I love yeah, Henry. Move, yeah, move over, Cade Cunningham. I want Henry Allenson is something that people say all the time. We just went on a one-minute rant about things that are false. Dude, okay. Troy, I, I really do have to just say genuinely really quick. Um, so I put out a tweet earlier today because I was like, you know what? I'm just going to scroll. Um, I asked you earlier what the deal is, like, is um, because, like, there's there's just been this talk of, like, Cavs Twitter and Pistons Twitter uniting together and I was like oh (laughs) that's funny why like is it because like you know I was like I kind of figured it had something to do with Jalen Green but I didn't know why um but what I found out um was because uh there were some comparisons happening on the timeline that were really too far um so first of all um let's start at this um, Pistons fans were saying that we should have drafted Jalen Green. And if you no. genuinely believe that, listen, it, here's the thing. If you can, if you think that, and that has been your thought for months and you have paid attention to the draft process, you've watched these players, you've scouted them, you've looked at their highlights. And this is something that you've been thinking, um, for a long time. That's Okay. If you are basing this opinion off of 40 minutes of summer league play, when these teams have practiced for five days, five, (laughs) you don't deserve to have an opinion. And that is my genuine feeling, man. Because listen, first of all, I've been trying to think about how to properly explain this too. um, Because Troy... Jalen Green and Kate Cunningham, two different players, right? Very, very much different, yeah. Um, getting asked to do a little bit of a different thing for their teams, right? I, I think tremendously, yeah. Uh, d- different teams are in different situations, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, Jalen Green, uh, here, here's an analogy I like to use, okay? Um, Jalen Green, he's kind of like an explosive running back, you know? Sure. He's someone that you hand the ball and you say, go get me points. Go, go, go load up the scoreboard, right? You put the yeah. ball in Jalen Green's hands. His job is simple. He's out there to score. He's yeah. out there to shoot and he can get you a bucket. And you know what? There are great. He is great at that. Reminds me of an early young Carmelo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There's a lot of comparisons you can make. You know, it's a comparison you can't make. After 40 Mon- minutes of, of the a same summer time. league game. That's said at the same yeah. time. One, One two, two, three. Michael, Michael 
Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> Listen, man, like I, I saw photos of, uh, and, and it's not just about Jalen Green. Um, it's about their center that they drafted too, that I can't remember his name literally ever. Um, but the Turkish MVP that they drafted at 16. I know exactly uh, who you're talking about, but I can't put a name to the face. I'll look it up in a second, but um, there was a picture um, um, there. Apparently there's no debate that he's the best center in the draft too, that he's better than Evan Mobley. Um, and apparently <laughs> um, this, this tandem is reminding uh, Rockets fans of, of if they had Michael Jordan and Hakeem Olajuwon. <laughs> um, I also read something today on Reddit because I went on the Rockets subreddit, which is my favorite thing to do now because it's the land of just terrible opinions and crappy takes. It is honestly an incredible place. R slash Rockets. Y'all, y'all can suck it. But anyway, um, <laughs> like these guys had the audacity um, I saw this, uh, what we saw between Jalen and KMJ last night, apparently that's like their second round pick or like one of their first round picks that they had. I don't know. Um, apparently they, they really like this guy too, which is great, but Hey, congratulations to the Rockets. Um, what we saw between Jalen and KMJ last night is what I expected Harden and Westbrook to be, (laughs) which he's just like, which in context, he's just talking about how they played was how he wished that Jalen and was how he wished Harden and Westbrook would have played together. But listen, man, if you start any comparison with that, how these two played in one game of summer league, mind you, against the Cleveland Cavaliers summer league roster... Not, not the Cleveland Cavaliers actual roster, the Cleveland Cavaliers summer, summer league, league roster. roster. <laughs> Troy, what, like, what am I missing here? You're, you're not missing anything. I, and what blows my mind that I just thought about it too, is these people had the past seven years of watching truly one of the greatest scores in NBA history, James Harden day in and day out. Like, like they saw greatness the past seven years. How do they, how do they make a, a similar comparison to a guy who's played one summer league game against not the Cleveland Cavaliers, but the summer league Cleveland Cavaliers? I don't know how you can know scoring so well, aka watching James Harden the past seven years, mm-hmm. to make takes that are so lazy and stupid, not just stupid, but pathetic. Can I, can I also remind you of one more thing, Troy? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Jalen green. Uh, who did he play for last year? Troy uh, G league team, G league, whatever the black G league ignite. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he's used to playing G league competition, right? Right. What is the majority of summer league teams composed of Troy G league players? Sean. Whoa. So are you telling me that a guy who's competed against G league players multiple times, let him know, let alone probably some of those players um, who's more athletic than them, who's quicker than them off the, off the first step. Are you telling me that a former G league player thrived against G league players? 
What? It's what you'd expect, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And and listen, man. And here's where the con. Here's the thing where it's different. Okay. So. And, and Troy, feel free to chime in anytime. Feel free to interrupt. Tell me to shut up. But I am just all over the place. Been thinking about this literally all day. It try. It's driving me nuts. Um. So if if Jalen Green is is a running back that you hand the ball and say, hey, go get me buckets. Mm-hmm. Um. Cade Cunningham is your quarterback. Is, he's your quarterback. He's yeah. coming in. He has to run your team. He has to make other guys better. And not only is he your quarterback, he's he's learning how to how to quarterback with another guy. Mm-hmm. Killian Hayes and him are literally one A, one B. The offense runs through them. Yeah. They have known each other for two weeks. <laughs> they have had practice together for five days. Yeah. A lot of kill a lot of Cade's game. He was in the corner. He was letting the offense run through Killian. And even then, a lot of his buckets that he missed are very makeable. And the other piece is he hasn't played organized basketball since March. Mm -hmm. So he needed these touches. He needed these runs to to get back in rhythm. And and that's how the uh, Pistons used him as far as uh, their coach uh, with minutes. Like, it was touches. It was rhythm. It was getting flow of five on five. Like that's what Cade Cunningham was doing yesterday. And that's versus, what every team is doing in the summer league. That's what you're supposed to be doing. You're right. Versus Jalen green, who, like you said, get out and give me 20. Right. Um, so yes, Cade Cunningham was just doing what the summer league is supposed to be, which is reps. It is literally there solely to get reps, to learn your offense, to learn your teammates, to learn to get better. And also it's there to see which guys can eventually make an NBA roster. It's more there for guys like Saban Lee and Luca Garza than it is for guys like, Oh, I don't know. Cade Cunningham, you know, and here's the thing. He's going to get minutes and it's not like there isn't things that we can critique and say, okay, Cade needs to get better. But listen, if you even start, forming the word bust in your mouth. If you even (laughs) for a second are just going to say, we shouldn't have drafted Cade Cunningham and you don't take any context into how he played in college, how he played in high school, who he's been as a man, as a person, how he, how he's shown leadership, how he was unfazed by his performance yesterday. If you don't, if you don't pay attention to that stuff, like, listen, man, Get the heck off Twitter. Get the mm-hmm. heck out of talking basketball. Because listen, if tomorrow night, or as 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 of when this episode releases, if tonight Cade Cunningham goes and blows out Jalen Green, shuts him down defensively, and then all of a sudden we're going to be talking about how Cade Cunningham is the next Larry Bird or like whatever, whatever, <laughs> which could happen, which could happen tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Totally could happen. Um, because here's the thing. Uh, Guess who played really good defense yesterday? Not, not just Kate Cunningham, but the entire Detroit Pistons team. If you're looking yeah. at that game, Excellent I'm saying, defense. holy crap, that team is scary defensively. So, Troy, thank you for letting me rant. Mm-hmm. I feel better. Um, <laughs> you needed that, Sean. Oh my gosh, Troy. It there, I, I don't do well when I see things. Like it's like overreactions are my least favorite thing in sports. Um, Troy, can, is there anything that I left out? Anything that you want to say? Anything you want to add on? I've been ranting for like 
five minutes, yeah. 10 minutes now. What, you know, feel free, man. Floor is yours. Yeah. Okay. I guess uh, one thing too, that I, I guess I try to uh, different, uh, differentiate, uh, uh, differentiate on, on Twitter is differentiate. Wh- yeah. Yeah. You got it. I don't know why I'm struggling <laughs> with that word um, on Twitter is what's a meme and what's reality, right? When, especially when talking about sports and sports takes, because when you sent me that, I thought that was a meme and maybe I was right, but I don't know. I saw a lot of those takes and you said you saw them on Reddit too. So well, listen, man, part- it, it, yeah, where there's smoke, there's fire that like, and, and listen, a lot of those could be memes. I think the Akeem Olajuwon, Michael yeah. Jordan one, I think that's a meme, um, yeah. but um yeah there's there's been a lot of heresy on the timeline keep going but something that you see a little bit less i'm not saying not at all but a little bit less is facebook and i saw on like the official sports center official espn pages looking at summer league highlights like there were some real takes that were very similar of what we've been making fun of the past 10 minutes of people saying Jalen Green is the best player in this draft by far. I knew from the beginning Cade would be a boss, blah, 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 blah. Like, like those, those are legit takes that you see on Facebook. So I, I, so those users who are interested in looking at Twitter and Facebook on these takes, like, like, yes, there are going to be a lot of memes, especially at Rockets fans, but there's also going to be some really, really bad takes that are so out of this world ridiculous so i don't think you missed anything sean but i just wanted to reinforce yeah uh, the, the difference between memes and takes yep it's um i I'm, I'm even scrolling um i'm even scrolling on twitter right now pistons made the wrong choice don't at me jalen mm-hmm. green will go down better than kate cunningham mark my words mm-hmm. um jalen green is uh uh, Jalen Green's going to be the best player out of this draft. All this stuff. Which, listen, if you've had this opinion, um, if if you if you felt this way before the draft and and after draft night, okay. Um, but I'm going to go out on the limb and say that that the vast um, um, that the vast majority of people um, are making this based off of what they just saw. And um, yeah, I and fully agree. Um, and uh, uh, the name of their center, by the way, is Alpren Sengun, um, who is good. Okay. He is good. He did put up 15 and 15 yesterday. So, um, you know, hey, you know, he, he did play well. You know, I don't want to take anything away from him. Um, but listen, man, if you think Cade Cunningham is going to shoot five or 17 again, um, I would va- I would wager that you are wrong. And even if he does. I don't think it's anything to think about because it is the summer league. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is a thing. Um, but um, let's, let's not give any of those people any more um, respect or, or even um, any oxygen by talking about them. And instead let's do what they aren't doing, which is have an intelligent conversation about the game that we saw. Yeah. Um, now, Troy, I'm just going to read some of the texts I sent you. Actually, you know what? You know, you know what? No, I've been talking a lot. Troy, I want to start with you. What were your takeaways from the Pistons Summer League game yesterday? Yeah, defense, defense, defense. I think that's the big thing, especially in that that fourth quarter. I was really impressed with uh, just the d- defensive end. And when you're playing for Dwayne Casey, you better be a good defender. 
So um, that's something that I thought was a good take. But also, uh, Sadiq Bey, I mean, not that he, uh, I was surprised, but I was a little surprised of, of how well he did play. I mean, he's, you know, coming off of an incredible rookie season, first team all rookie, Sadiq Bey. And uh, um, uh, USA, USA men's select team. Yeah, USA men's select team too for the Olympics. So, um, also played on the exhibition roster with the correct. men's Olympic gold medal team. That's big. That's big right there. So, I, I wasn't surprised of Sadiq Bey's play, but I guess I was just more impressed than I thought I would be. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, I saw a lot of ISO ball, which was pretty good. I mean, just phenomenal. Uh, his, he had some good takes to the rim. Uh, yeah, I, Saban Lee little bit more impressive than I, than I remember, um, liked him, uh, Killian Hayes. Like I, I think I texted you earlier this afternoon saying Killian just still seems a little bit like a rookie, which is okay. He has time yeah. on his side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say, yeah, Seku looked way more aggressive on the defensive end. He I looked, loved everything I saw out of Seku last year. Yeah. And I think, uh, with Seku too, Seku's 20 years old, right? There's there's rookies this year who are older than Seku. And this is his mm-hmm. third year in the league. Mm-hmm. So then that, that's a really big thing, I think, when looking at uh, how this team uh, played and how Seku was able to uh, compete with these guys. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of, a lot of takes. Uh, I mean, Cade was great. He was, a, he was excellent on the defensive end. Um, those two threes right off the bat in the first – four minutes of the game was amazing so yeah i mean i i did i guess i didn't really expect more out of Cade. like i said i i'm someone who knows the summer league is about reps and there was nothing unusual or concerning about Cade's performance at all mm-hmm. yeah so 100%. um yeah wow. I, I thought it was great so sadiq a little bit of good saving strong defense of the team seku impressive Mm-hmm. Killian still a rookie. Cade, what I expected. Those mm-hmm. are my six little takes. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I think those are I think those are sound. Um, oh, I one think. more, one more. Luca Garza. Yeah, love the guy. Love Luca. Mm-hmm. National uh Naismith player of the year, 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Luca Garza. I I'm not gonna say outright he's a he's a steal, but I think he's going to be on this roster i think he's going to get some minutes and i think he's gonna turn a lot of heads at so. the very least he's gonna get a lot of playing time uh with uh motor city Cruz. i think yes I agree. um i i mean he only played he only played 13 minutes yesterday but i mean he uh um 13 minutes um he worked hard on the uh, on the offensive glass um he uh yeah i mean he he only got four rebounds in his 13 minutes but all of his rebounds were on the were on the offensive glass which for 13 minutes is pretty solid so hey luca garza you played mm-hmm. well um it is still really cringy watching him just move um because man is he archaic man is he <laughs> he's slow. lost 25 pounds i know and he's still he's that slow pounds. and he's still that <laughs> slow you know what i mean like that's the thing like he 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 had to cut down on his bulk and and some of his body just to get to this point. And he can keep he can keep in front for the most part, but he was scrambling for his life too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I really enjoyed what I saw to him, but I do think it is important to remember why he was drafted 52nd overall, which right. is because of that. Now here's the thing: 
Coach, Coach Casey, Troy Weaver are thrilled by what they've seen from him so far because um, the biggest worry about him was would his shooting translate to this level? And the answer so far has been yes. So um, listen, if you're a big guy that could stretch the floor in this league, it doesn't matter how bad you are on the defensive end, there's a place for you. So um, that is just how this game works. Now, um, I'm just going to read... Um, I, I didn't get to watch the game live. I watched, I went back and watched today. I watched the entire game. Um, and here, um, here are some things that I texted you. Um, so first of all, uh, I just say right off the bat, Cade needs to slow down. Um, he just has got to slow down a little bit. You, it seemed at times he was forcing the issue, which guess what is a really common thing to do in summer league. Um, and is also something that you do when you um, are still learning your teammates and are trying to create offense and get in a rhythm. You do, you go, oh, I could score this and you try. And guess what? Sometimes it's not going to hit the bottom of the cylinder, you know? Um, right. um, but obviously, Cade didn't lose his confidence even when shots weren't going down. Um, the other thing is, I, I think he maybe just needs to get a little more bulk on him especially up in that upper chest and shoulders um, just because he just um, I think um, he's not going to have much success if all he tries to do is blow by defenders in this league, because he, he, you know, he's a great, he's a really good athlete, but he's not a great athlete. You know what I mean? Um, It's not his athletic ability. I mean, like when you look at like his comp, like Luka, Luka Doncic, he doesn't blow by anybody. Right. But it's, it's his footwork and it's what he, it's how he, it's how he leverages his body that, that he gets a lot of the buckets that he does. You know what I mean? Like, that's why you can't stop Luka Doncic. And so when I look at Cade, you know, how can, you know, Cade Cunningham, six, eight point guard, I think he's got to just say, okay, I have to leverage that. Um, and I have to get buckets on my terms. So I think, I think less forcing the issue, which I think this is all going to naturally happen. Right. I don't, you're not going to see Kate Cunningham go five and 17 tonight. If you're listening to this, I'm confident. So if he does, guess what? I'm still not going to think anything of it because it's called the summer league. Um, but also um, he played great in the defensive end. The entire team did. In fact, Killian was awesome on the defensive end. If that's our defensive backcourt, dude, um, suffocating absolutely the potential to be absolutely suffocating to have two two um overly oversized point guards um in a good way that are versatile can defend multiple multiple parts of the of the of the of the floor um imagine a two three zone with with Cade uh with Cade Killian Sadiq Sekou and Jeremy Grant yeah yeah and have a little beef stew action in there too Mm -hmm. that is terrifying terrifying and so um that's been a big focus then we actually hired a new assistant coach to run our defense this year um so uh that's a huge focus for for us going into this season so um obviously that's kind of the number one thing with a detroit team you want to see is how hard they play the defensive end i was gonna say it's called defense for a reason right Mm -hmm. (laughs) for detroit yeah (laughs) um and, and i think killian um listen man I, I just to speak on what you said um very raw still and i think um i i uh you know i would have loved 
Um, I, I, I hope he makes a little more progress in his jump shot before the season goes. I can tell he's been working on it. Um, but the other thing too, um, we saw the New York Knicks kind of struggle in the postseason because they had two stars that could only go to their left. Um, Killian can only go to his left and only goes to his left. Mm-hmm. Correct. He does only goes, only goes to his left. And so um, he needs to, he needs to add some more range to his game. He needs to be able to go to his right. If he needs to, he needs to um, stop over dribbling on, on a number of possessions um, this guy was just dribbling, 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 absolutely crazy. Um, just I, there was one specific possession where even Doris Burke said he never even set anything up. He just dribbled out the possession. Like, so that's a problem. Um, hopefully, um, obviously that's them just, you know, I mean, that's a big adjustment for Killian too to have another guy that's going to, that he's going to be running the offense with. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think this is going to be a really important season for Killian, especially because here's the thing. I think no matter what, I think Kate's going to be here. And I think, um, I don't think Detroit would be uncomfortable, um, at a certain point if they just had to hand the keys over to Cade and put Kate up and, uh, put Killian on the bench and come out with the second unit. I don't think they would be uncomfortable doing that. No, um, I think that might be the more realistic, uh, take too. I think that might be the more realistic thing to happen down the line. Now, here's the thing uh, right now, they see that as their backcourt of the future. And I want it to be our backcourt of the future. The only way that's going to happen is if Killian Hayes can use both of his hands. And if he can shoot the ball, if he can, mm-hmm. be, if he can be a genuine threat to shoot the three, um, Killian is going to be just fine. In this league, he's going to be a really good starter. He could be an all-star at some point. Um, but you just, you just need to see more out of his bag. You know what I mean? He needs to have more in his bag of tricks. He needs to have more, um, as a scorer because, you know, listen, man, yeah. if, you can't, if you can't score, I mean, uh, we're going to talk about Ben Simmons in a little bit. Um, if you can't score the basketball, um, it's not always the best thing to have you on the court. Correct. Correct. Um, it's, it's the basketball is a game of, of who wins the game, Sean, the team with the most points. Mm-hmm. And part of that means knowing how to put the ball in the basket. It sounds yep. basic and fundamental. Sounds mm-hmm. very basic, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's, it's the most important thing. So. Yeah. And sometimes you just have guys on your team that that's their only responsibility. Like, Oh, I don't know. Jalen green. Jay, I was going to say Jalen green. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, he's not really asking being asked to do much playmaking, but that's again, that is a whole other conversation for a whole other time. Um, they just need to learn how to play together, man. And that, and that's just the thing. Um, maybe they need to start staggering their minutes for a little bit. Maybe they just need to um, have some time where they both can run the offense because listen, I think, um, I think if you're just going to have a lot of sets where Cade is just going to be standing in the corner waiting for his um, waiting for his opportunity to play make, um, I think you are doing a genuine disservice and aren't using him the way that you should. That's just my opinion. Um, I think if you have a guy like Cade Cunningham, I think the ball, um, I think the ball is best in his hands most of the time. I think if Kill, I think if Kate, I mean, I think, uh, I just think that's my opinion with Cade, you know, but if Killian, like I said, if he can get a little bit more variety to his game, um, if he can make a little bit better decisions on, on possessions and kind of have a plan B, um, and kind of get things initiating a, a little more, just a little more confidence. That's what I need out of Killian, you know, um, which for a young guy, that's totally understandable. This is his first summer league too. Um, you know, so that's the thing. 
Um, but man, uh, the shining star for me in this game, I mean, obviously it was awesome to see killing I mean, it was awesome to see Cade in a Pistons uniform that breakaway dunk he had was awesome. I still, mm-hmm. I still had a ton of fun watching Cade. Yeah. Um, I think Sadiq Bay was, uh, what the thing I've been saying about Sadiq for months, and I don't think I'm the only one that's alone in it, but I said to you, I said to you today, Troy, or even at one point I said, if, uh, if Sadiq Bay can, can handle the ball. And if Sadiq Bay can create his own offense, he's an all-star in this league. I agree. Fully agree. Fully, um, fully agree. I think he can be the next Chris Middleton in this league. If he, yeah, if me he too. handles absolutely. the ball, um, that is absolutely in his capabilities. And I saw some real flashes of that yesterday. Um, I mean, the guy finished with 14 points, 12 rebounds, um, you know, two steals, like absolute stud, like three offensive rebounds. He shot 50% from the field. Like, like Sadiq is making genuine improvements. Now, mm-hmm. again, this is against a summer league team. So if this translates into, into the NBA, we will find out because this is him tra- making a genuine effort to work on it. And that, and he is using these reps to do so, but I saw a genuine improvement that makes me hopeful and it, I am not saying he's going to be an all-star. I'm saying if he keeps on this trajectory, he's an all-star. Amazing how, how uh, sound logic and, um, and uh, 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 reactions work. Right, Troy? Absolutely right. insane. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and, and as far as defensively, um, yeah, I, I liked what I saw to Seku. I mean, he's athletically gifted. He... Um, listen, man, he had, uh, he had five blocks and he had five blocks and a steal. Um, he, he only gave you six points, but, um, a lot of those points were, um, were cutting to the basket, um, you know, off of turnovers. Um, the guy like, listen, man, he, if he wants to get playing time, um, a lot of it's going to start with making these kind of kinds of gritty plays. And you know what he did? He made these kinds of gritty plays. Mm -hmm. Um, So as, as his skills are still developing and he's still raw, if he can hit some threes um, and then also just play some really solid defense, there is a spot for Seku Dumboy in this league. I agree. I agree. I, st- I still think we don't know his ceiling. I don't know because mm-hmm. um, it could be low. It could be high. I have no freaking clue. <laughs> um, I, I, and that's I what think what's cool about, about Seku. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I think what's cool about Seku is, that I, I really like how Troy Weaver has kept him around. I, I think it could have been maybe easy to include him or throw him into, you know, like, like, like previous GMs on our, our team, I feel like would have pulled, uh, pulled what a Chris Middleton was, right? Just threw him in some package as an extra mm-hmm. deal. We easily could have done that at any point in this uh, restoration uh, uh, season. But we, we see potential in him. We see that he's a young guy, and I think that's going to go a long ways when translating into uh, his NBA future. So. Yeah, and here's the thing. He still could be traded at some point, but I don't think, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't think that's where they're looking right now. I think, uh, I think um, you know, this is his third season, I believe. Um, I believe this is his last season under contract with us. Um, I, think, I, think if it, I think that there's a fourth year um, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I'm going to, I'm trying to look it up right now. Um, uh, Sekou Dumboya. Uh, yeah. So, 
Um, he's here with us for 21, 2021, 22, and then it is a team option um, next year. So um, I believe some point in the beginning of the season is when we have the option of whether or not we're going to pick up said option. But, yeah. um, you know, listen, man, beyond, uh, beyond this year, um, he might not be here. But, um, you know, I mean, the only other guys that we have they're going to be locked up. I mean, um, 2021 and 2022 is the last year. Technically we can have Isaiah Stewart and Sadiq Bay and the ne- next two years are team options. I have a feeling we're going to pick up said team options. Um, Killian Hayes, exact same thing. He has team options on the last year, two years of his deal. I have mm-hmm. a feeling at least one of those years, we're going to pick up his team option. Um, with, with, uh, with Seku, I don't know. We'll find out, but guess what? I'm excited to see. Also, Isaiah Stewart is as old as as Seku Dumboya, and that is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Twenty it shows you how young he is. So, um, if if you're calling him a bust, not really. He's exactly what you expect out of a 15 round pick. He's uh, he's a project. He has mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of potential. Um, yeah. But other than that, overall, I'm I don't have anything I'm discouraged about. Um, if anything, there's just a lot that I'm excited to see develop and I'm excited to see how this team looks at the end of summer league versus at the beginning, because, um, they can only go up from here, especially with Dwayne Casey's coaching staff. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, for our audience, when Sean Murphy says he's not concerned about anything, you should trust him because the past two to three years, you've been concerned about a lot of things. Like I've been concerned about everything. Like, (laughs) everything <laughs> like uh maybe giving uh the max to a guy named andre drummond was a little scary uh <sighs> a thought that we could have done um reggie jackson was having a tough time uh fitting into that roster and uh it was a little mm-hmm. bit scary to know our most tradable asset at one point was luke Kennard. so <laughs> there's there was a lot to be worried about the past uh three years but if if sean's at a point where he's not concerned about our future then uh, that's a good place to be. If if Troy Weaver hasn't gained your trust yet, he never will. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, and so um, I said this with the Kelly Olenek pickup. I say this now with Cade Cunningham. Like, yes, he had an off shooting night. But if you genuinely are, are just that afraid that we busted on a draft pick again just because we're the Pistons, um, which, you know, that's a genuine fear with all of us, right? We want Cade to be successful. We yeah. need Cade to be successful. But guess what? Um, more than likely, he's going to be. He's, uh, um, he is, he, you know, I am confident saying that I think he's going to be an all-star at some point in this league. You know, I, I you know, I yeah, don't know how many the times. Body, he has the physicality. He has the athleticism. Absolutely. He has everything. Yeah, he, he checks every box. And, uh, you know. Um, he, uh, he does not normally shoot, uh, the way he shot. And I don't think he's going to shoot that way again. So, um, you know, uh, I am really both excited for and dreading this Rockets game, um, that we have coming up. Um, I'm excited to watch it as a fan of the NBA and as a fan of the Pistons, uh, as a fan of the draft process, seeing Jalen Green and Kay to face off together. Um, but what, uh, what do you expect out of this game, Troy? I expect um, not necessarily something that's going to be on the basketball court, but I expect an app called Twitter to be blowing up. We can expect that uh, to be uh, an absolute certain. 
Uh, Apparently that I... happens when we play the Cavaliers now. <laughs> no, but uh, I expect, yeah, a, a lot of what we saw the past uh, two games on, on Sunday night, uh, like, like a mixed, you know, like, like exactly what you saw on Sunday night, but the two teams playing against each other. So Jalen Green's going to go and score you a couple, couple buckets. Um, I, I think Cade Cunningham will have a better shooting night. I think he will, at the end of the day, though, be there for reps. Um, I think Sadiq Bey is going to have a hot, hotter night, I think, even too. I think, I think, not that he had an off game, obviously. We know how well he played on Sunday, but I think he's going to be even hotter, in my opinion. Um, I, I think we're going to see minor improvements from Killian. I think we're going to see uh, a rough and tough Sekou Dumboya, maybe even maybe even Sekou Dumboya limiting Jalen Green on some scoring. Who knows? Uh, but I, I, I'm excited to watch it all, Sean. Uh, but Cade, um, Cade is going to have a little bit better of a performance. But even if he doesn't, it's okay. Because what's the summer league all about, Sean? Getting reps. Getting reps. You got it. Uh huh. I think it's going to be a really competitive game. I think, uh, I think Jalen Green, um, his attitude is I should be the number one guy. You should, you should draft me. Detroit, you just made the biggest mistake. You know what I mean? Like, that's just how he talks. That's not what I believe. That's just what he says, you know? And yeah. I think, and I think Kate Cunningham is extremely competitive. And I think he's going to see how this first game went, not just for himself, but for his team. And I think, uh, I think he's going to want to prove why he's the number one pick. So um, I think Jalen Green and Cade Cunningham are absolutely in a respectful way going to go at each other all night. And I think um, I think you're going to see a really fun competitive basketball game against two young teams with good young cores. You know what I mean? And so um, and regardless of whatever the result of it's going to be, um, it could be something that we talked talk about years down the line as we remember fondly about two great NBA players. Um, but I don't think you're going to see anything that's going to define anyone's career. Um, I don't think you're going to see anything that's going to say what you should have done in the draft. Why don't know why? Because you never see that in summer league and you're never going to. Mm-hmm. Um, um, just saw this on the Pistons subreddit because I like to go here regularly. FYI, in his first summer league game, LeBron James scored 14 points and got dunked on by Britton Johnson. Cade is fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just please don't freak out. Um, it, it's just one of those things where, it, you know, listen, I am um, I am hopeful. I am optimistic. I think Cade Cunningham is a heck of a prospect. I think he's a great player. I thought there were a lot of points. He looked awesome yesterday, and I think there's going to be a lot of points where he's going to shoot way better, so. I think it's a great way to wrap a bow on that. Would you agree, Troy? I agree, Sean. Uh, nine o'clock. Is that what it is? Yeah, nine o'clock. Nine o'clock on Tuesday, August 10th, Las Vegas, Nevada, ESPN2. If you don't have anything going on, be sure oh, yeah. to watch. Oh, Houston yeah. Rockets. And be sure to be Detroit following Kids. us on Twitter, too. Because <laughs> yes. there's going to be a lot to talk about. By the way, yes. Troy, I've been talking about this for months. Uh, I've been really wanting to get to 600 followers. Troy, I'm at 598. Ooh, I yeah. If you have away. not followed Sean Murphy on Twitter, Shawnee West, you go which, follow him. Which I'm sure a lot of people listening have, which is totally fine. But listen, right now. I, 
listen, I want to be able to host Twitter spaces really badly. Troy, I want to have Twitter spaces that you and I could sit down and chat basketball and like hang out and do stuff. I so what, you need to 600 that. to do that? Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, you need 600. So I'm two oh, away. If I'm you do away. not, if you do not follow Sean Murphy, Shanye West on Twitter, <laughs> you go follow him right now. This is not a recommendation. This is not uh, a choice. This is a demand this is father troy speaking now this is papa troy papa sergey this is not a request this is a dictatorship and i am telling you to go follow sean murphy on twitter right now right now i just thought of like this is like this is now a dictatorship podcast like yeah for um from 60s communism right 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 (laughs) From fascist um, Germany. <laughs> all right, we're not going to dive any deeper than that. I don't want to get canceled. But anyway, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness, Troy. I, I, You just say some of the funniest things sometimes, man. I love it. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so that's uh, – I think that is as much we can talk about the Summer League right now as you possibly can. Um, I don't think there's anything else really that's worth talking about from the summer league, other than the fact that it's just fun to watch some good basketball. Um, and there's also a lot of really crappy games that I do not care about. Um, like for example, Milwaukee bucks, congratulations on winning the NBA championship. I have no desire to watch the Milwaukee bucks summer league team. Right. right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or even the late, I watched the Lakers and Suns game yesterday just because it was mm-hmm. on TV after the Pistons and it, it was a really good game, but like there was no guys where I was like, watch out for this guy in five years, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like there are some rosters like, you know, like, Hey, like the, like the historic Boston Celtics, like amazing franchise. I don't want to watch you play summer league when I don't know any of your guys, you know, that's just, uh, that's just me. Uh, but anyway, uh, what we can talk about though, is, um, is there is a big story in the NBA, Troy, that has been looming for a while now. And the, the, the amount of silence that there has been is pretty disturbing, um, regarding this, this particular player. Yeah. Um, because, um, you have currently, the Philadelphia 76ers with a guy named Ben Simmons on their roster. And um, latest reports, Troy, are um, Kendrick Perkins. And this so this is why I'm going to say, take this with a grain of salt, because mm-hmm. Kendrick Perkins is the same guy that a week and a half ago said that Giannis might have a better legacy than Kevin Durant, and then went on TV to say that Kevin Durant is the greatest scorer in the history of basketball. Those were two takes that this man had within two weeks that Giannis had a better legacy than, 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 uh, than Kevin KD. Durant. Yeah. And then KD is the greatest scorer in the history of basketball. <laughs> that is the same guy. Um, but that is a whole other conversation that we could have anyway. Um, uh, ben Simmons uh, is very much still on the trading block. Um, he wants the, to be moved. And according to Kendrick Perkins, he's prepared to not show up to training camp yeah, and to nuts. not play until he gets traded. Um, Troy, is there a scenario where you say Ben's where you see Ben Simmons playing in the 76ers uniform this year or ever again? 
I don't, Sean. And I think um, what we saw in that uh, Eastern semifinals against Atlanta showed a lot. Um, what it what two points I think in, in the fourth quarter in, in one of the games or or at least a couple of the games like he didn't show up and it goes back to our conversation 10 minutes ago basketball is a game where you need to put the ball in the basket and Ben Simmons of course he's athletic he can get to the hole but he can't shoot the ball dude like we've been saying Ben, imagine Ben Simmons with a jump shot. Imagine Giannis with a jump shot. But Giannis kind of has a jump shot, right? Like Giannis, we're he'll not at saying least take him. He'll at least take him. He'll at least take him, and that's a good point. We're not really saying imagine Giannis with a jump shot anymore. But Ben Simmons has failed to show us that, and unfortunately, his time in Philadelphia, I think, is up. So, no, Sean, I don't see a scenario where we see Ben Simmons in a Philadelphia uniform next season. Well, especially when Joel Embiid comes out after you get eliminated and pretty much says that the reason why you lost is because of Ben Simmons. Yeah, and for a teammate to say that, that's big. Mm-hmm. Especially when that's your franchise player. Um, best player on a, on a team that's looking to contend. Uh, that's, uh, you know, you generally want to keep your, uh, keep your cards to your vest a little bit more. But there's no worst kept secret in the league than the fact that um that the 76ers and ben simmons mutually want to break up and right the um, process is over uh, the process failed the process as an experiment absolutely failed yes you got joel Embiid out of it um yes you got ben simmons out of it but now you're both trading ben simmons um, yeah. And uh, if you look at the vast majority of number one picks that they got as a result of the process, you got um, two, you got two, you got three. Who out am of, I well, leaving out? well, they, well, uh, you, you got two successful Joel Embiid and uh, Ben Simmons. Joel Embiid was not a number one overall pick. Number three. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. You did. They did have two. Yeah. yeah. Because you're talking about Mark Fultz. My bad. Right. That's what right. I, that's who I was about to bring up. Um, yeah. You had the likes of Mark Fultz. You had Nerland Zoel. You had Julia Locafor all these top picks as a result of the process. And um, a lot of them, a lot of them are succeeding outside of your organization. Um, (laughs) Or not succeeding. (laughs) mm -hmm, Or very much not succeeding. That is a very good point. Um, But yeah, listen, man, um, there is, uh, there is a lot um, that we could get into about Ben Simmons. I will say um, there has been, uh, uh, it seems like there's really only one player that the Philadelphia 76ers are interested in getting. Um, and apparently Daryl Morey's uh, asking price um, is, is a uh, Damian Lillard. Wow. I would not really see that scenario. I wouldn't even trade CJ McCollum. Yeah. I was going to say that's the only, at least not even reasonable, but start. But I still wouldn't. I, w- I wouldn't even trade McCollum, though. If 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 I get a call and it says, "Hey, you have Damian Lillard. How would you like Ben Simmons?" I hang up the phone. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Unless you get some real compensation out of that, some real draft co- capital and some real yeah. assets going forward. But guess what? Philly doesn't have assets. They traded them all to get to surround Ben Simmons. And, yeah. and Joel Embiid with guys with, with now, now you Harris. got Tobias though I would call him a tradable piece 
But that's the problem. You can't trade Ben Simmons without automatically making your team worse in doing so. Correct. Correct. And that's and that's and that is the biggest losing situation here because no matter no matter what they do, there is the only scenario that they get better is if they get Damian Lillard. But but here's the thing: I think even if you have Damian Lillard and Joel Embiid on the same team, I still don't think you get out of the East. I don't either. There's no way. I I maybe that. I don't even think you make it to the conference final, Sean. There's a scenario you do, but I agree. Yeah. Um, I, I think I don't think that team beats Milwaukee. Correct. And that's exactly what I was and getting they at. Sure as hell don't beat Brooklyn. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, and you know, when looking at uh possible trade scenarios, I mean, um, I'm gonna pull up um so this is um this is an uh, this is an article. Um, that said five trades that we want that five Ben Simmons trades we want to see. Um, and, and multiple of them are, um, are, are trades that involve the, the Portland trailblazers. We'll get to those. Um, so the first one says uh, Simmons goes to Sacramento, the Kings get Ben Simmons and the 76ers get buddy healed Tyrese Halliburton and Marvin Bagley. The third. Yeah, that's, I, that's so and i'm not saying these as like these are going to happen right. um this is just showing uh ben simmons value i would like yeah to and and that to me that's that's more of a realistic re- real realistic i was gonna <laughs> say that yeah um i still don't like that trade if i'm the 76ers by the way i don't even like it if i'm the kings if i'm honest with you right yeah, I mean, you kind of blow your future if you're the Kings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, buddy, like, I mean, like, for the 76ers, I, I like getting Buddy healed. He's a heck of a heck of a shooter, but um, Tyrese Halliburton is still, um, he's still a prospect. He, he's, he's a, he's a serviceable starter. He's a serviceable starter right now. Um, but I mean, if, if I'm trying to win a championship, I don't want Tyrese Halliburton starting at point guard. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And Marvin Bagley the third. Do you really need to trade out one, um, one bus for another? <laughs> like seriously. Like I mean, I think at this point, like um, I don't. I, I think any other team you ask if Ben Simmons is a bus, I think you say no. He still can play. I think if you ask the Philadelphia 76ers, is Ben Simmons a bust? I think fans resoundingly say yes. Resoundingly. Yeah. Because there was a lot of hype going around him at LSU, and uh, there was been... a lot of LeBron James comparisons. Yeah. A lot of LeBron James comparisons. Yeah. Um, now and then it goes into um, the the superstar swap of Portland. So it goes into Ben Simmons, Tyrese Maxey, and two first round picks for Damian Lillard. They they believe that you have to attach at least two first round picks yeah. with Ben Simmons and Tyrese Maxey just to get Damian Lillard. So if I it, still don't like that as Portland though, mm-hmm, it, it just, it is, you are just very much sacrificing the future to win now, which I mean, if you want to win, I guess that's what you do, but listen, man, that is a, that is not exactly a trade I'd want to make. That's for <laughs> sure. Right. Um, and then it goes into um, another, um, another, um, uh, another Portland trade. Um, where uh, Ben Simmons gets traded for CJ McCollum, Nasir Little, and a protected first-round pick. Um, 
I think I think that would be 70. I would think that would be trail, uh, Portland giving up too much. Me too. Me too. Um, another trade scenario. Um, Chicago feels bullish on Simmons. Um, you trade uh, uh, Chicago gets Ben Simmons and they trade Zach Levine and Sadoransky. Um, Sadoransky's gone. So that trade's already blown up. And uh, if you're a Chicago Bulls executive, you are not trading Zach Levine for almost uh, for right. almost anybody. I could see Vujicic, but like I still wouldn't say I don't. I don't. That def- definitely doesn't make Philly better. You know, it's mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just this is not good. <laughs> yeah, and then this is the last one, and this is uh, this is the only situation I like for Ben Simmons. Okay, literally the only one. Okay. Um, the Seventy Sixers trade Ben Simmons and George Hill to the Minnesota Timberwolves in exchange for D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley. This is the deal I like the most because I think, I think D'Angelo Russell actually is a really underrated point guard and scorer. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, I think adding his scoring ability would be really intriguing, but even then that's too much of a risk for Philly. I don't think they like that, but I think for Ben Simmons individually, I yeah. think that's the best you're going to get because him teaming up with Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. Towns, yeah. Yeah, t- like because Cat really plays more on the perimeter. Um, so he would be fine with not being in the paint all the time. And then Anthony Edwards, like adding their athleticism together, I think would be really intriguing. But I think that's the only trade for Ben Simmons I like. And here's right. the thing. There's not a trade for, for either Philly or Portland that's good here. Oh, you know, yeah. Erase Portland from your mind. I, I think the Minnesota one is the most reasonable. But but even even in Minnesota, even with that quote unquote big three of Cat, uh, Ben Simmons, and Anthony Edwards, yeah, like, big three's generous. Yeah, is that really? That's like an eighth seed in the it, West. Yeah, if, you know, if that. If, if that. If that, so like you're not really a comp. Yes, it's the best fit for Ben Simmons, but you're not hey, really. For, a hey, for Minnesota, that's a Super Bowl right there. Yeah, right, right. But like, I guess, yeah, that's probably my first favorite. But a close second is the Sacramento one. But I, I, I don't like that for Philly, and I think you're stuck in purgatory for Sacramento. So I guess I don't like that one at all. But I like that was one. I like that one more than. Hey, I like that one more in Portland though, and Chicago. That's so dumb for Portland and Chicago, but Sacramento. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. But Minnesota, just Minnesota, that needs to happen. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Troy, I just loved everything you just said right there. Um, by <laughs> the way, the sequence of. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, by the way, since we're almost an hour and a half into this podcast, yeah. um, he's no longer listening. But shout out to Chris Anton, who at one point said the Pistons need to trade the number one pick to get Ben Simmons. That has wow. to happen. Wow. Um, shout out yeah. to that. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a freezing cold take right there. Um, by the way, seeing a lot of pictures of, of, uh, of practice right now at the summer league of, of Cade and Killian and Seku all together. I'm like, man, I'm loving this. That is just, yeah, good uh, stuff. yeah, I could talk about that all day, but, um, I think, um, I, I think as we alluded to earlier about the process about, um, you know, it was a failure. I think this is going to be something that the league remembers for a long time, um, is, what um what the risk is for intentionally losing right Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. um i think of uh as we've talked about at 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 nauseam 
um, what we love about what Detroit did last year is they were both able to be in contention for the number one pick and to get the number one pick while also being really competitive and playing yeah, hard exactly. and building a culture and, 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 and getting promising young guys that they aren't just throwing out there for the sake of throwing out there. Because right. here's the thing, you look at Philly, um, guess who, guess uh, some guys that were on that team, Christian Wood, um, Jeremy Grant, Ish Smith, yeah, um, some solid NBA players um, that they just sent out there to lose and lose on purpose. And guess what? Imagine if they even ch- pretended to invest in those guys. Yeah. They they would have a squad. Right? Imagine Jeremy Grant on the Philadelphia 76ers. You don't think Philly wants Jeremy Grant? Right. Yeah, exactly. Like they had a, they had a good core that they didn't realize. Like they had guys who had potential. Like they saw them as pieces to put on a court to lose, but now have turned into great, reliable players. So yeah, it's <laughs> when you're not invested in your franchise and you're just worried about picks, 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 picks. Yeah. Have fun, Philadelphia. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I say this, um, be careful, Oklahoma City, um, because right. they are very much following a process um, formula right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, granted, they have a guy that they're building around, Shea Gilders Alexander, who's a, who's a really good player. They just signed that's at least a start. Yeah, that's at least a start. Um, but I would think in the next couple of years, they're going to have to use those picks and really trade and get someone because, you know, if you're just relying on all those picks hitting and you're just going to you're going to do the process way. Um, I would be worried about what you have going because, um, you know, listen, you can have all the draft picks in the world. I don't think you draft three MVPs ever again. Right. Correct. Uh, you could correct. literally like the only way you would draft three MVPs is if you literally had picks one through 60. That, yeah. Like that, that is something that won't happen again. And um, by the way, a key component of drafting some of those MVPs, Troy Weaver who is the general manager of your Detroit Pistons. Yeah, Troy. Shout out to Troy. Not this one, but Weaves. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Troy, uh, you know, I, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm talking a lot this episode, but is there anything else that you want to add on Ben Simmons? Anything that you're curious about? What, um, what comes to mind? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, he's gone in Philly, but uh, – I don't, I don't know what Philadelphia is thinking as far as next year. I mean, obviously it all depends on what they get for a value of Simmons, but like, I don't know what their direction is in general. Cause they do have Embiid still, you know, and, and they have pieces like Tobias, but I don't know what their hopes are. Like, are they, do they truly believe that they can compete in the East next year? I guess I can't answer that question. Like, I mean, it it all depends on who they get in return, but uh, I guess I think it's, we're going to find out a lot about Philly's direction with who they get in return of Ben Simmons. I I think that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. And I think Daryl Morey um, is, is often been touted as like, as like a magician when it comes to um, Mm -hmm. his abilities as a general manager. And I, and I, I am one of those people that has a lot of respect for Daryl Morey. Um, I don't think David Blaine could, could, could do something that magical with this team. So <laughs> that's where I'm at. You know what I mean? Like, like literally name the greatest magicians on the planet. I, I still think they couldn't make Ben Simmons nightmare disappear. 
Um, so I think, uh, you know, I, it's to me, it is by far the most fascinating story in the league because you have a guy like Ben Simmons, who the Philadelphia 76ers owe $30 million next year. And um, he is not worth that money. And um, uh, that is a very, that I would say, if you would have told me going into the summer, um, hey, if you were to ask me, hey, who are the, what are the two least tradable contracts in the NBA? I would have said Russell Westbrook and Ben Simmons. (laughs) Yeah. Russell Westbrook got traded. So anything's possible, but, um, you know, pigs can't fly twice. So, uh, and I was a little bit, I don't know if surprised, but I thought Philly might go back to the process and trade Ben Simmons for, I could see someone like Cleveland fall into that trap for like the number third pick or something like that, or, or to, to Orlando or Toronto with four and five. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I could have seen that scenario happen, yeah. but, but we did it. Yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, I think they were hoping that, uh, you know, I think they wanted to hear more about uh, Bradley Beal. I think they wanted to hear more about Damian Lillard. But listen, the, another piece that we didn't talk about with Damian Lillard, um, uh, and, and I don't think we have to expand a whole ton into this, um, is that and the only way that move happens is if Damian Lillard requests a trade. And as of yeah, right that's now, not, I don't see that really happening. Not this year, not this season, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I could see it after this season. I could okay. see that being a storyline next year. But, um, you know, I, right now I think he, I think he still wants to win in Portland. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we'll see what happens there. But, um, Troy, before we close it out, um, it is time to go from Mount Rushmore with Troy Sergey, And we are actually going to Mount Rushmore today. Yes, we are. So a big word that we've discussed this, this podcast is the word bust. And for those who don't know what that word means, it means a high draft pick who turned out to be really bad. So, Sean, uh, shout out to Twitter for for giving me the inspiration for this. Um, We're going to do the Mount Rushmore of NBA busts. We've we've talked a lot about the top NBA shooters. We've talked about Mount Rushmore of left-handed players. But now we're going busts, worst players. And number four on my list of the biggest NBA busts, and I am going in order, the first overall pick in the 2001 NBA draft, Kwame, or I should say, if I'm Stephen A. Smith, Kwame Brown. (laughs) Kwame. Kwame Brown. Kwame. Kwame Brown. Mm -hmm. Kwame Brown. Literally, this guy was drafted out of high school and made the greatest player in NBA history, Michael Jordan, come out of retirement to help (laughs) this kid. And now he, I don't, I got, I want to be careful because he has his own podcast now, Kwame Brown, and he's going after hard of anyone and everyone who's criticized him. So I got to be, I don't want to be on Kwame Brown's hit list. Um, you know but, what? I kind of do. Like, God, call me Brown. Go ahead, man. Dude, this guy sucks, Sean. I, 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 have, I, have no, I, I, I have nothing else to say. Hey, 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 looking at his field goal percentage, he often misses. So I wouldn't be too worried if you're on his hit list. Yeah, right. <laughs> let, let, let's talk a little bit about his career just for maybe two minutes. So drafted by the Wizards. Uh-huh. Uh, 
Michael Jordan came out of retirement to help him. Uh, one of Kobe Bryant's later uh, least favorite teammates, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he played on the kind of that struggling, uh, rebuilding Lakers team after Shaq uh, mm-hmm. before the, you know, the, the Pau Gasol, Kobe run in, in the late 2000s. Um, so, yeah, he was, he was kind of in the middle of that playing with Kobe. I don't think Kobe liked him. And then towards the end of his career, uh, well, he went to Detroit for that one season with, with Iverson and, yes, he you know, I, he played yeah. some, I guess, serviceable minutes, you could say, uh, but we were an A seed that year. Averaged uh, his second lowest points per game total in, in, in his career. He, he played for Detroit for, uh, uh, for two seasons. Oh, did he? Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Cause he was with the, with the Ben Gordon team too. In 2010. He, he started 30 games for us in 2008, 2009. Right. That's why I said serviceable minutes because he did get some serviceable minutes. Not but there wasn't a lot of service started. going on in those Yikes. minutes. So maybe mm-hmm. just minutes, I should say. Uh-huh. Uh, but th- then to wrap up his career, he played in a very, very struggling Charlotte Bobcats team with uh, aging Steven Jackson. And that's where a lot of the beef comes with his podcast now in 2021 is uh, Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes' uh, uh, smoke podcast is so big. And all he does is rip on it. But Jack says that Kwame was kind of a follower and kind of a crybaby off the court. And he really mm-hmm. has nothing to say about Kwame. So Kwame Brown, you are number four yeah, on our NBA bust. Mount uh-huh. Rushmore. His, uh, his final year in the NBA was 2012, 2013 with the Philadelphia 76ers. Okay. Averaged, averaged 1.9 points per game. Um, okay. So uh, almost two, but uh, not even a basket. Not, not yeah, even a basket. Yeah, not quite Kwame, but that's okay. Um, I will go next. Um, okay. My next member on the uh, on the Mount Rushmore of of worst, um, biggest busts in the history of the NBA, and I'm assuming he's on your list. So if he is, we can just talk about him right now. Yeah. Um, Anthony Bennett. Okay, he of, was my number one. He was who I wanted to close. He's with. your number one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sorry to I'm sorry to break the suspense right now, but um, <laughs> Anthony, when I, I you see, mine's not in any particular order. Okay, that's fair. Um, because mine, I went. What's the first name I can think of when I think gotcha, of Boston? Gotcha. And I went Anthony Bennett. Anthony now, Bennett. Anthony Bennett from the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, UNLV. Um, he didn't even expect to go number one overall. This right. he was drafted. He was supposed to go eight or nine that year. Hmm. But yep. and that was a draft too, where there was no consensus number one. So yes, we were shocked, but we weren't too shocked because there really was no one in that draft that turned. Uh, well, that, yeah, like, like Nurens Noel, I think was kind of who people were leaning towards to go number one, mm-hmm. but that was even a stretch. So you know, it's was, funny that at the time it was kind of considered the worst draft class in years. Um, yeah, it was kind of uh, kind of a big talking point of should guys be coming into the league out of one year of college that was kind of when that conversation kind of picked up a little right. bit right um, we got two players from that draft who had some pretty darn good careers didn't we sean i'd say Giannis had a decent career right yeah decent yeah, and then uh I, i'd say so too and uh c cj mccollum yeah guy. who's that never uh-huh. heard of him yeah uh uh, yeah, I was about to say Victor Oladipo, but he's kind of a bust. Um, uh, <laughs> the God Mason Plumley went twenty yeah. second overall. Uh, who went? Who went fifteen? Giannis went fifteen. 
Uh huh. Giannis went fifteenth. So mm-hmm. year beat was that twenty twelve that Kawhi went fifteen? Uh it might be. Yeah, it might okay. be. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. Giannis, CJ McCollum. A uh, lot of better players than Anthony Bennett. I'm fine. Oh yes, a lot. Yes, Cleveland. Any Cavs fans listening? We're sorry about Anthony Bennett. I, I actually I watched a video like last year. And he was playing for like the Clippers G League team now, Anthony Bennett. Mm-hmm. And they were doing, you know how they do like those promo videos of like, tell us your career. And, you know, there was guys on that team who was like, yeah, you know, I was drafting the second round and it was, I had some good minutes and now I'm just coming back. And they had the nerve. They had the nerve to interview Anthony Bennett on Tell Us Your NBA Journey. And he's like, yo, was drafted number one. And it shows him like have one dunk on the Cavs. And it was just Uh like struggling to find a a team. But I'm here in the G League and I'm excited about this new opportunity to to maybe get another uh, shot at the NBA. And I'm just shaking my head. I'm like, that's just a meme of of the Clippers. The poor guy. Making Anthony Bennett go on air and, and, and discuss his NBA journey. Not to be like a story 20 years later, but like, hey, I'm telling you about the cool parts of my NBA journey. And if I'm Anthony Bennett, I don't think there's anything cool so far about my NBA journey. Uh, he lasted four years in the league before he got ousted. Um, he was a, uh, he only played in uh, 52 games with the Cla- with the Cavaliers. Um, he did not start a single game for them um, as their number one pick. And that and- was in their struggling years and he didn't mm-hmm. start a game. And he got traded to Minnesota. Yeah, um, and then and then he and he played for Toronto, and then he played yep. for the Brooklyn Nets, and then and then uh, after that, um, no longer uh, in the NBA. Is a tell me his uh, his rookie stats, Sean. Oh boy, his you mean his his uh, illustrious rookie campaign? He went he averaged four point two points per game. Um, he averaged three rebounds a game. He. Uh, um, his uh, field goal percentage was 35% from the field. <laughs> As a power four, that's not good. Um, t- under 13 minutes a game. Um, Oof. Uh-huh. Oof, Sean, so, that one hurts. Um, so those are pretty terrible stats. Um, as e- that would be terrible stats for anybody, let alone a number one pick. So Anthony Bennett is the draft bust of all draft busts. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm going back to number three now, and that's going to be the second pick in the 2003 NBA draft from <sighs> Serbia, Montenegro. Just, just rip off the bandage, right? Just rip it, rip it off. This is Darko Milicic, drafted by our beloved Detroit Pistons. Cade Cunningham was the first top two pick we've had uh, since 2003. And the yep. last one that we had was Darko Milicic. Now, um, Cade Cunningham automatically will not be nearly as bad as Darko. Um, but I, I don't think, uh, you know, listen, um, we're Pistons fans. Um, if you haven't heard of Darko, um, you uh, you don't know the Pistons. And uh, listen, I there's not a lot to say other than Darko, um, you know, listen, uh, European players were scouted, uh, scouting them was way harder back in the day, way harder. Um, it was way more, um, off of gut 
uh, instinct and feeling. Um, whereas they actually have scouts at games now, um, not nearly as much back then. Apparently, it was the greatest workout that Joe Dumars had ever seen. Apparently. Um, apparently. Um, and, uh, and apparently, according to guys like Chauncey Billups and Richard Hamilton, all it took for them to realize he was not that guy was one practice. Wow. One. Yeah. They, told, they said they could tell right away he was not that guy. Mm-hmm. You know that mm-hmm. meme that said, you're not that guy, pal? Trust me, you're not that guy? Um, that's Darko Milicic, the guy that was drafted immediately after, immediately after LeBron James. Right, right, right. And it's re- absolutely remarkable. I mean, we, we could let, – let, let's, let's talk just briefly about the things that we can take from Darko. And that is, of course, he is a big bust and talked about because of being picked higher than guys like Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh that year. Uh, but I – it's also remarkable that the Detroit Pistons were able to win a championship with a two minute a game night. Despite basic, having him on the roster. Right. Despite having him on the roster guy. And it, he actually, I don't know if you know this, Sean, you probably do, but with, I think two minutes left in game five of the NBA finals against LA, when we obviously won the game and won the championship, Larry Brown did put in Darko to close the two minutes and within like 30 seconds, he broke his hand in the game and he looked at Larry Brown, like, take me out coach. My arm's broken. And Larry said like, uh, like go out and play bad word defense. Um, like, and, and he did finish the, 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 the quarter, the two minutes with a broken arm, but that, that's just, that's, it's just bad luck. And of course we know he, he came to practices, you know, under the influence of alcohol and, uh, uh Detroit, he'd had one nice block on Dikembe Mutombo. Uh, and I think that's probably the only good thing that Darko did in Detroit. Um, he just played garbage minutes for, for most of that. And, and the first preseason game, you can go on YouTube and watch um, Darko's first preseason game. And right off the bat, he hits a lefty hook shot. He makes his first basket. And it is literally all downhill from there he just misses dunk he gets out rebounded he misses free throws it is bad and um darko milicic unfortunately big nba bust and i think for us why it's so hard for us as pistons fans to process that is because of we don't know what our franchise could look like if we had a Dwayne wade uh, going along with the Chauncey Billups, Richard Hamilton team, that or uh, or Carmelo Anthony, or Carmelo Anthony, even too, very well could have rewrote his career, Sean, as a winner. Um, uh, we, um, Darko, I mean, uh, Carmelo Anthony has said on the record his biggest what if in his career is if he was drafted by the Detroit Pistons because he yeah. firmly believes he would have a ring. Um, so yeah. that is, and uh, I think so too. I think yeah, so too. they still would have won in 0304. Um, and I do too. uh, um they probably i think they would have won at least two more that's my opinion yeah so. I, I do too and i think um you know he would have been a six man i don't think he would have taken Tayshon's spot uh but it, yeah that that's hard to tell like those are the schematics where it goes i don't know yeah you know yeah uh, and then to close out darko's career he got traded to orlando i believe 
uh, had some games there. Then I think he went to Minnesota. Minnesota is where he got the most playing time. Yeah, he actually, I don't, I don't want to say revived his career, but I think he averaged what, like seven points, maybe, maybe a little higher in Minnesota. Yeah, I can pull it up. Uh, so surprisingly, um, Darko actually had a, he had a long career. He played, uh, yeah. Uh, his last season in the league was, was, was Boston 2012, yeah. 2013. He didn't really play for them. Um, right. He played one game for Boston in 2012, 2013. And then after um, they got out of the playoffs, he, he told his teammates, I'm going back home. And he has not been to the United States since leaving that game, his last game in Boston. Yeah, he'll probably um, never come back. But He'll probably never come back to the United States. Mm-hmm. And he actually picked up another sport while he was in Serbia, and that was kickboxing. I think he lost his, his one match. Uh, but I guess I think he has a son in middle school who's, uh, I don't know, collegiate or NBA level, but he's a pretty good eighth grader in Serbia, uh, from what I understand. So I, I don't know if we'll see that young man in the NBA one day. Probably not. But will we ever see Darko in the United States? Also, probably not. Um, um, Darko, Darko Milicic. He's a he farmer, just, I believe. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't just lose. He didn't just lose his kickboxing debut. Uh, he was disqualified. He got DQ'd in his one fight. Yeah, he got DQ'd in his one kickboxing fight. Uh huh. Wow. So, good job, Darko. So, so Darko, yes. Do you want a number three or, or or a number or maybe one that I don't have? I only have one more, I guess. Say one that you. Yeah, I, you know what? Well. Yeah, because I think overall, I think you and I could form one big Mount Rushmore. I don't know if we can come up with eight on the spot. You know what sure, I mean? Sure, sure, sure. Um, okay. I, I'll, I'll throw out a couple. How about this? How about okay. I throw out a couple honorable mentions? Yeah. And we get to the next on your list, okay? Sounds good. Sounds um, good. So I'm going to come at this solely from a Pistons fan's perspective. Okay, okay. And I'm going to say um, I'm going to say a couple. So um for one, I think uh, Stanley Johnson is a name that I would be remiss if I didn't bring <laughs> up um, how he was supposed to be a huge part of our future. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the likes of drafting Luke Kennard to pick before Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. I would be remiss if I didn't bring up that we also could have drafted uh, dra- yeah, Devin, Devin Booker. Booker um, when we drafted Stanley Johnson. Yeah. I would be remiss if I didn't bring up Greg Monroe. Um, you know, there's just uh, years. Brandon Knight is another guy. Brandon Knight over Kemba. Uh, there, there, and Clay Knight. Thompson. And and Ka- and Kawhi. Kawhi Leonard. That's the biggest one. Yeah. Oh, well, another Kemba's one too. The first guy that comes to mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about? Uh, I mean, no one. You could. I. I don't want to go down the the trail of what ifs, but KCP yeah, we, over Giannis. Uh huh. We yeah. Listen, no one, no one thought Giannis was going to be that. Not even the Bucks. So, yeah. um, you know, that's uh, that's one of those things where it's hard to say. But uh, yeah, you know, they have Sim- no excuse for put, for Brandon Knight and Luke Kennard, in my opinion. Simply put, you could build a you could build the greatest dynasty of all time just off of the names of guys that we could have drafted. So um i'll just say that much but anyway um yeah those are my honorable mentions shout out stanley johnson for uh um being a douche (laughs) um but anyway yeah go ahead troy what's uh what's our final name all right i guess i thought of a random um honorable mention 
Michael Ola Candy. I think he was the first pick in the 2000 draft. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. No one really t- I, I I know there's another guy. I think in 1998 who went third overall, maybe sixth mm-hmm. by Denver, mm-hmm. and he I think played three games in the NBA. Mm-hmm. The number wait, third overall. Wait, Troy. I want to guess who who you have as the yeah. final player on your list. Are you yeah. ready? Yeah. Okay. Um. So the final member of the Mount Rushmore of the worst uh, NBA draft busts is Hashim Tabit. Surprisingly not, but he, really? is, very, he is very much um, a, a uh, bust that we could go into depth about. I, I He's probably my fifth, Sean. Um, oh, dang. Okay. So, all right. And, and so. that was fun watching Hashim Tabit with you in Grand Rapids. Uh-huh. With the Pacers G League team two years ago, yeah, and watching how minutes, bad yeah. he struggled even against the Grand Rapids Drive when he was the number two pick over James Harden and over Steph Curry. Uh, so yes, mm-hmm. we needed to talk about Hashim Tabit. We very much did. Uh, from UConn, Memphis took him second overall, and he just did not did mm-hmm. not live up to the hype. Not, not at even all. close. Absolutely, and terrible. he would never be a number two pick in 2021. That's for nope. Sure. Uh, he'll go undrafted 100. Uh, but yeah. Troy, who's uh? Who, who is it? So uh, mainly he is on this list because of uh, who went next in the draft. Okay. Uh, this is going to be the second overall pick in the 1984 NBA draft by the oh. Portland Trailblazers. And this is going to be Sam Bowie. Okay. Exactly, Sean. Sam Bowie did not do anything in the NBA. He was a, a seven foot two guy. Not sure where he went to school. Uh, I don't know how long he lasted in the league, but he did also did not live up to the hype. But the reason he is on this list to begin with, we, there's many number two, number three picks who did not live up to the hype. That's not why Sam Bowie is on the list. Sam Bowie is on the list because number three in that draft who went third by the Chicago Bulls was Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you can't leave out Sam Bowie on the list when you pass on the greatest basketball player of all yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this isn't even like playing devil's advocate. This is just like, you know, at the time, um, Portland had a guy named Clyde Drexler who was right. really good. Um, so I'm not dismissing that, but yeah. <laughs> you you can't make an argument. All you can do is feel bad as a, as a Portland Trailblazers fan because yeah. you missed on Michael Jordan. Yeah. You missed on Michael Jordan, and you honestly, I mean, if you're going that route, now I'm not going to do this because only people who don't really like basketball or don't pay attention is going to go down this stupid rabbit trail. But you could say to the Houston Rockets uh busted on uh Hakeem Olajuwon because they passed up on Michael Jordan too but no you're not going to go with that argument Hakeem Olajuwon's a hall of famer Hakeem's like, one of the greatest of all time exactly if, he's if, one he's if, one of the greatest listen if you get one of the greatest of all time uh uh in, you can't in, be in any draft pick you can't be a bust even if someone drafted behind you ended up being the greatest player of all time Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's a very smart, mature statement, John, that you just made. So that's what I uh, yeah. Sam Bowie, I'm sorry. Seven foot two. Um, 
you did not live up to any hype and especially the fact that you were picked over Michael Jordan. I, you gotta be on my Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Um, and, 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 uh, I think a nice way to wrap a bow on this entire episode yeah. is that, um, it takes a lot to call someone a bust and there is an entire catalog and entire evidence. You could write a college thesis <laughs> on how these guys are busts, but yeah. guess what? You would never call any of them a bust just after the summer league. <laughs> Morons. Never, never, never. You wouldn't. You would not do that, Sean. Uh, none of these guys were busts because of their summer league performances. They were all busts because of a two, three, four, five horrendous NBA career. That is why. They They're are, all busts in and their if you're, special And if you're way. Kwame Brown, you have a disgusting 11-year uh, horrendous NBA career. <laughs> uh, Troy, I love doing this with you each and every week. And, if, I, uh, if I go missing tomorrow, it's because Kwame Brown, uh, Kwame Brown murdered me. No, it's okay. Kwame Brown will be missing tomorrow more than you. Because um, <laughs> Kwame Brown, uh, if there's one thing he's known for, it's missing. Um, and with that, <laughs> Troy, uh, Troy, I love having you on this man each and every yep. week. I love That's doing great, this Sean. with you. Yep. Um, I just want to say one nice thing about you, Troy, before we get off. Um, sure. uh, Troy Sergi is the real deal, man. At, he Each and every week we do this, um, he always has more basketball he wants to talk after we do an episode, which it, it, take, it can take a lot of energy to sit down and talk basketball for almost two hours each and every week. But for Troy to be a guy that both brings as much as he does to the table, but then also to want to talk even more hoops after we get, after we finish doing this, um, Troy, I love doing this with you, man. So I'm grateful for you and you're a, you're a heck of a co-host to have. So appreciate Dude, you, man. It means a lot, man. Yeah. So, um, and with that, uh, with that sappy bro moment after an, after I would say the angriest episode of from half court <laughs> that's ever been recorded. Um, I think that is going to do it again. Um, Troy, he's our man. If he can't do it, no one can follow him on Twitter at Troy Sergi 44. Um, guys, I just need two people to follow me on Twitter. Um, please follow um, him. Shawnee West two five five. And I don't normally beg. Uh, I I'm not begging, but I'm just saying, That'd be cool, you know? Um, and, and hey, I stream on occasion, twitch.tv slash Sean Streams Games. Go check that out. But anyway, um, leave us a good review. Share with your friends. Um, this, is, this has been From Half Court, where each and every week we talk all things NBA basketball. And uh, thank you so much for watching. This podcast will be coming in video form in the next couple of weeks. So look out for that. And as always, Troy will see you. Troy and I will see you next time from Half Court.